0: Welcome everybody, it's episode 312 of the Severe MMA podcast. My name is Sean Sheehan, joined today by the Yuri Tielemans of Irish MMA media as we talk about a crazy night in the world of mixed martial arts. And the, the Uri Tielemans of MMA media would be Graham McDonald as well, who joins me here before we get into the mad weekend and a big week. Next week as well, let's give a quick shout out and a literal shout out to our sponsors Manscaped this week, because the shouts are sometimes the screams I used to make when I cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. You need to try this out for yourself. The Manscaped lawnmower treat by Doha has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code SEVERE MMA at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off and free shipping with the code SEVERE MMA at manscaped.com. I mean we need to start uh. Talking about and thinking about reducing cuts on your nuts, the Manscaped Lawnmower Tree Pointer has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. It's our third-generation trimmer, featuring this skin-safe technology, so that you can keep your bad boys nice and smooth. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over the technology; they spent eighteen months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower Tree Pointer. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. Hold on, do I have it here? I do. Here it is. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes uh, so you can have a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows uh, you to use it in the shower so you can keep everything nice and clean. And uh, one of the coolest features is the LED light which illuminates the whole area. And let's not forget about the charging stand uh, so you can show off your more loud and proud and it's charged by USB. So many people have written stories. About the Larmor 3.0 trimmer and how it has saved their lives. They've even included pictures. So that we can see the smoothest for ourselves. You need to try this out for yourself. So get 20% off and free shipping at the code SevereMMA at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping with the code severe MMA at Manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Alright Graham, uh, here we go. A big night in the world of mixed martial arts. Last night UFC 262 went down. First of all, our bets absolutely fantastic. Five out of our six bets came off in the three uh, out of
1: three for me. Don't forget, uh, I didn't let the side down.
0: <laughs> you didn't, but in fairness, my one bet that didn't come off was uh, was Charles Oliveira by submission. And Charles Oliveira still won, so like if you just bet him straight up, it was uh, it was pretty good. But uh, a good night <laughs> for us. So if you want to sign up, Patreon.com/savereventf. I guess you'll make back your money and on, and uh, on one you definitely would have made it for the year actually and uh, the last night if if you'd been betting, but. um I, I suppose we'll start, at, there's no point burying the lead here. Let's start at the main event, Michael Chander versus Charles Oliveira. It, it, look, I, I tweeted just before the fight started, like, round one is going to be bananas. I thought in the, the co-main and the main, there would be one round of the year. Watching it back, I'm not sure if it was a round of the year, but it was a fantastic live round. It was one of those rounds you kind of get taken away in and you kind of, you, you forget about it and you have to go back and watch it to to, to, <laughs> to go around or to talk about it, but what a wild fight and I, like it, i think the thing about this is right so we're moving into the new era we're moving into the post habib era an era where like i i think habib to, to me and you was a very exciting fighter but to some people maybe not the most exciting and also even to people who are the hardcore of the hardcore it i think it was getting a tad boring because he was so dominant but what we had here was an absolute kind of war between two new fresh faces in the UFC lightweight title picture. Now, they're absolutely not fresh faces in the world of MMA. You know, Oliveira been around for years and years. Chandler, obviously, we know as a Bellator champion for years as well. But I don't know, yesterday as well, with Leicester winning the cup and the fans back and stuff as well, it just I brought a bit of an old tear to my old grey stony eye to see, to see that yesterday. And this fight was just... I don't know, it, it was it was special in the first round, it was just, they went in there and they let everything go, and I, I see a few people like criticising Chandler about not letting everything go, but I thought he did, I thought he did as well as he probably could have, and Oliveira he, I don't know if it he
1: did, did as well as he could have, yeah. I think he made bad decisions in vital moments. Well, know, he, what do you think he did? You know, he went for that guillotine after he cut Oliveira, which was just, just nonsense, like it was just there was no chance of him getting that. Um... Then he like tried to stand up and gave his back and kind of got away with that. And then when he had him rocked, he was like, yeah, "We didn't make Oliveira stand up." Like, just throughout the fight, I think he made bad decisions in vital moments.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I like I think I I think him not st- okay, him going for the guillotine. Oliveira had kind of taken him down, and I think that was more of like, right? Am I going to guillotine? He could have him?
1: avoided that. And he jumped on it. I thought he I thought he mm. he could have got out of that handily enough. And he, uh, you know, Oliveira had just been caught. I and mean, you know um okay if he gets the guillotine it looks fantastic you've submitted the you know the submission master or whatever but just don't even don't even go into that game like he nearly he got his back taken trying to stand up a few seconds after uh, the guillotine attempt and you know usually that would have been the end he did well to escape that and maybe maybe if if um you know, if he had got out, if he had got that gate in or he had got out and ground, of them everyone would have said, said perfect or whatever. But when you when you end up losing the fight, and there was moments where you, you kind of played into his game where you didn't need to, um, I think you know you look back at that and be disappointed in your decisions. Yeah,
0: I, I think. Okay, you made a point, two points there. Right? The, the guillotine one, first of all, I would say that that guillotine was more a defensive guillotine than an offensive one because he was taken down. Okay, he could have done maybe different things, try to just get his back and immediately get out. But the problem is... As you just said there, when he tried to get out, when he tried to stand up, what happened? He got his fucking back taken, and that's the problem. When he did it
1: abruptly. He kind of like just like tried to just kind of power out of it and uh, wrestler style. And when uh, you know you need a bit more nuance uh, yeah. than that against Oliveira, he got away with no, it. Like you're did, fighting
0: but- Oliveira. Your Oliveira is the nuance guy. Like I- watch any of his fights. Like I went back and watched the Kevin Lee fight this week, and. If you try to scramble with him, if you try to be nuanced with him, if you try to make those kind of slight adjustments to get up, he will catch you in something. Like you almost have to power out of it and take a chance to get up. That's why Chandler, for the rest of the fight, when the fight was on the ground or when he was just on top of him, was ultra ultra careful about not being caught in something. Like that I think people are kind of missing how good Charles Oliver is on the ground. Like what do they expect Michael Chandler to do? Just like give up everything and you know hop out of everything, go go fucking, you know, go for Kimuras and well, every sort of way to get out against Olivera. You know the, yeah.
1: the way he was going to win it was kind of like, you know, he did a little bit of it where he stood over him and threw the odd yeah, uh, kick and the yeah. odd punch, but then he just got sucked in a little bit too much. You know, he could have frustrated Oliveira. Like, I, I was picking Chandler to get it done late and I thought, it, like, it was looking in the first round like he was going to be able to frustrate um, Oliveira, um and kind of like, you know, when they're on the feet, uh, you know, land the land harder punches, but... I just thought, um, you know, he had he had moments where he could have, I think, finished the fight where he was too happy to follow Oliveira down, and he could have made Oliveira stand back up and hit him with a couple more shots. And you know, we've seen Oliveira in the past. Not once he can't get it into his game, he kind of he can fade. And I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think that the. the Execution of the the game plan, if that was a game plan, was was, was very good by Chandler. Even though he nearly got the fight finished, and you know, at uh, one stage.
0: I think what, what's Artem saying? He had been the the general after the battle. I think that's one. Yeah, I, like but I said
1: I said before in the when we were in the podcast last week and the the betting show that he needs to. He needs to stay out of it, you know, frustrate Oliver and make him want to call him into his guard and just pepper him with leg kicks over him and the odd punch and not commit to too much in terms of the grappling. And, you know, I think if he had done that, he would have had a, a better chance of winning. But, you know, yeah, maybe
0: when you do get it drawn into that, though, you're you better off not to survive. Like, we're forgetting he did survive. He got to the end of the round. He won the round. He won 10-8. <laughs> on two cards in that round yeah but like, he could have
1: finished it you know he could have finished
0: it I don't know like I think that's an easy thing to say with hindsight like I think if you have the opportunity to finish Charles Oliver Oliveira absolutely do but if you also have the opportunity to get fucking submitted by Charles Oliver by making a stupid mistake I would suggest not to do that and wait and bide your time he saw he could hurt him he took his time, I think he was trying to do it again, trying to set up something, to do something similar again, like, I would not criticise that at all, like, why, he was winning the fight at that sense. why would you give up something to Oliveira, like, if Oliveira hadn't gone out and knocked him out after 19 seconds, we wouldn't even be having this discussion, if it was a similar start around again, if he kept doing that, like, I I don't know, I never thought that once while watching the fight, that Chandler was making any big mistakes. He was like on the verge of like, oh, he should have done this and this and this to, to finish the fight. I, to be honest, I thought he did about as well as he, he could have. I, t- I thought he had a good game plan. I thought he uh, came out and landed those big shots, which I didn't think he would be able to. I thought Oliveira would dominate in that sort those sort of positions, but Chandler was able to put on the pressure and land some good shots. I think it's been a, I think it's been a little bit harsh. But on Oliveira, like.
1: But well, yeah, you know, look at him a few years ago and kind of the problems yeah. he had. We well documented. We've talked about it a lot. The kind of um, mental side of things, and you know, he's really put a street together. He's now the obviously you mentioned to Habib be earlier. Habib's gone. Like I think it would have been a different story if he if he had a fought Habib and would have been the same for for the rest of the, the division as well. So you know, it's it's opened up here. He seized his opportunities. He's now the champion. You know, uh if you had asked me that a few years ago, I would have thought, yeah, he has all the 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 MMA, the mixed martial arts abilities to do it, but I would've I, I, I would have been surprised that he's managed to turn around the, the kind of mental side of things. We don't really see guys if they've kind of had those problems for a few years turning around so kind of drastically, you know, in in all fights I think even if even, you know, in the first round against Chandler, he probably would have just shelled up and got TKO'd uh, but he but he has more fighting him now than before. And I think that's that's what he needed. That was the only thing kinda of missing from his game. You know, obviously what is it, fourteen Submissions in the UFC, he's he's by far like he's what three ahead of Dem- De- De- Demian Maya, who you know if you think back of his fights, you kind of just remember him submitting everybody. So yeah, you know his striking has come on a lot. Maybe he's not the best defensive striker, but he he uses his striking well. um And you know, fair play to him, he 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 won a fair and square. I I just think Chandler. Will look back on that and be disappointed in in some decisions. I
0: I don't to be honest. I I think you look back and say, I threw my shots, I tried my best. He had some success and it wasn't good enough in the end, and Oliveira came out and did very well and like (sighs) I don't know. The first round ends. When the first round ends, he won the first round. You have to move on from that stage. I think like I, I don't know, I, I just don't see that at all to be honest, I really really don't and watching back the round, maybe it's because I watched back the round and I actually don't think Oliveira was in nearly as much bother as maybe I thought live and maybe a lot of people are kind of suggesting live and even the commentary and I'm not criticising the commentary, I think you know, you're going to get carried maybe away Maybe it's
1: in our, our psyche or in, in the back of our mind about when he does get hurt it's oh, kinda, 100% he, I thought yeah, that as well Maybe, I was maybe, like, maybe, maybe that's playing part of it, maybe if I watched the back I'd think differently but at the time I thought you know Chandler just needs to, you know, uh, make Oliveira stand back up and hit him with a couple more shots and he'll probably be finished. But maybe that's a case of, yeah, maybe that's a case of judging the old Oliveira as opposed to this new version.
0: Yeah, and your points on Oliveira, I think they're very well made. But I would disagree a little bit in that I actually don't think he had the skills a while back to get to this point I don't think he had UFC championship skills Well, he I, I, showed
1: in flashes you know he showed bits of it and he, then he just kind of when it started going against him he'd kind of get away from it yeah and...
0: but I think he had like I, I think he had the Jiu Jitsu like, like if you look at someone like a Brian Ortega he had Jiu Jitsu and his striking wasn't great now he's added the striking let's see if he can move it to the next level uh, like Oliveira has as well but I think not just the striking but the style of striking and the way he does it and the wild abandon which we saw in the second round which and not just wild abandon but wild abandon with kind of a technical base behind it where he throws these lovely stray shots and these powerful hooks because he knows if he gets taken down I, like, I honestly don't think people understand how good Charles Oliveira is on the ground. 15 of his last 16 fights have finished, have been finishes. He is an absolute murderer, finisher. In the lightweight division, that's absolutely crazy. Tony Ferguson's the only one um, who uh, hasn't been finished. Now, he lost a couple of those fights as well, don't get me wrong. But Tony Ferguson got the shit beat out of him for the full three rounds against uh, Charles Oliveira. And that's the only person that survived Uh, in, in the last... Got a, a, you know, in the last eleven years, he's only two decision wins. Crazy stuff altogether. But I think I, I think that added uh, ability in the striking and his, uh, coupled with his game plan, have made him such a better fighter. But I a hundred percent agree with you. That ability to uh, adjust mentally, become better mentally, become a tougher you know, just a, a harder bastard has brought him to where he is. If he didn't have that, if he improved his style, if he improved uh, everything, if he improved his technique, as we saw yesterday, you, sometimes in MMA you'll get hurt, you'll be down, no matter how good of a fighter you are. But it's, you know, I think Michael Chandler said it afterwards, everyone gets knocked down, it's the people that stand up that we remember. And I think Charles Oliveira, the point yesterday, I think everyone probably thought, oh. Is he going to get up? And he fucking did. You know, he absolutely yeah. did.
1: I do think I do agree with you, but I do think he was given the chance to escape. You know, at the end of that first round, uh, he's on all fours and basically, and Chandler has his left hand on his back and he's throwing these terrible right-handed punches. But if it, he just, chewed, picks, I don't think picks, it matters. Picks, if he picks, I, I, a, if he picks a good punch there, that's that's probably over. Like, I, I don't uh, think
0: it matters sometimes. Like, if you have. The pertinacity to the province or whatever the fuck it was to give up. If you're giving up, if you're beaten down, you will find a way to lose, you know. And he, I, I think he found a way to win yesterday. He found a way to survive more than finding a way to lose. And yeah, look, we can say what we want about Chandra and what he did and didn't do, but what Mike or what um, Charles Oliveira did was fucking survive that tough, tough first round, and he survived getting hurt a couple of times. And you know, we, I think he deserves more credit for that than than anything, you know. Oh yeah, well, absolutely.
1: Chandler like you know he he was he lost that first round comprehensively um like um you know coming into the second round he just he just kind of peeled himself off the floor so he he did absolutely brilliantly to turn it around so quickly i just think in that moment in them, them moments at the end of the first if he if he makes oliver stand up against the cage and hits him with a couple of big punches he's probably finished and if he Instead of kind of flurrying that right hand, if he if he picks his shot nicely, I think he probably puts him away as well. But you know, Oliveira did move his head and did even though he was kind of on all fours, he was kind of making it a little bit as much as difficult as he could by moving his head. So you know, fair play to him there. I I just think it was. I do think I disagree with you. I do think it was a there was a big chance missed by by Chandler at the end of that first round. A big chance missed. Okay. You know, you usually see like a, a upper echelon guy, like you know kind of be a little bit more composed and take that opportunity in that moment Mm
0: -hmm. yeah uh, um I still think I, I don't know it's fair enough we disagree no problem I, I still think he was just a little uh, like when you're fighting Charles Oliveira he is that's the X factor like if if Michael Chandler was fighting Conor McGregor in that position I would have probably said the same because like McGregor good on the ground and everything I think underrated but like he's not Charles Oliveira you know he's not going to catch you in a fucking leg lock or a guillotine or like immediately he might he might be able to do it if he's given the right opportunity but he is like or anyone else even, I think even a Tony Ferguson who's a very good guy or anyone in that
1: division <laughs> yeah very good um yeah <laughs> we'll get very to that we we'll get we'll,
0: we'll get to that but uh yeah i just think charles Oliver is extra but anyway like if people miss the fight or anything i'll give just give you a quick run through what exactly happened and we will uh we'll move on after that and maybe talk about what's coming next but so the fight started charles Oliveira gave uh, some lovely low kicks um mike channel hurt him with a big left hook Um, and nearly got the guillotine on Charles Oliveira. Charles was forced to to defend, uh, got out, and then took Michael Chandler's back. Um, Chandler kind of stood up with Oliveira and his back. And slammed him tighter into it. slammed him back tighter into it. And look, he made um, made Chandler defend. Chandler did a great job of defending. That's why I thought it was just a 10-9, but there was damage he cut him over the eye he hit him hard and there was dominance in large parts of the round so if, if it's a 10-8 there's two uh, th- two these there I, I thought
1: it was 10-8 because i like obviously yeah. it's going back to what we were saying i thought he was basically on the verge of being finished uh with the right shot but like it's one of those that's I, it's very close like to a 10-8 10-9 like you can yeah. i can see it both ways but i probably would have would have landed a 10-8
0: yeah, I thought there were some good shots from Charles Oliveira in the back, but Michael Chandler did power out. Uh, they both got up, then big left hook, kind of half-dropped him again. There were some shots on the ground. He went into the guard, missed a lot of shots. Um, Charles was kind of going for the arm and defending himself more than anything with that. And, uh, like, almost nothing landed in, in the last minute or so. And in the second round, Oliveira came out, and he just went forward and landed a few big left hooks. And Chandler got hurt by one immediately, Charles Oliveira did a great job of kind of following him as he was hurt around and then landed another couple, and that was all she wrote. She, the referee came in, I think it was uh, Dan yeah. Glad it was a good stoppage. It was, absolutely yeah, it was like
1: Chandler was just looking for a couple of seconds to recover, and Oliveira just wouldn't give it to him. Yeah. And, you know, that was just he sees the moment and, like you know very well. I think what Chandler kind of didn't do in, in, in the first round, uh, in that moment, but Oliveira, you know. Uh, he's he's you know definitely massively improved his his striking you know that was that was a pretty nice left l- l- nice little left uh, you know we haven't we've seen kind of him use the strikes to make it awkward and kind of suck guys into his game but we, i think recently we're seeing definitely that he's um he's much more well-rounded and he's you know he's a, he's a, he's a problem for anybody just because of his jiu-jitsu jiu- jiu- he's always been but now he now he can cause problems for people on the feet as well and uh, he seems much more confident there than than he ever was and you know even though he's he's been around for a long time I still see him improving he seems to still be improving um so yeah you know fair play to him you know uh, he's been he's been written off before you know these young guys come in and sometimes it sometimes you need to take the the long road and the hard road to to develop uh, into into somebody you know a championship level fighter and he's done that, and you know, I I, I picked both the the Parier and McGregor against him. But I think you know, if 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 you tell me oh I missed the fight or whatever, and woke up the next day and you say Oliveira submitted either of them, I'd be like, yeah, that, that makes sense, you that, know. That,
0: that was the next question I was going to ask you. Obviously, like we uh, we probably think it is going to be either McGregor or Poirier next. They're fighting on the the 10th of July, I think. So it's what seven weeks from now ish. Um, I think they're both interesting fights. Like I think they're like the the one thing you want against Charles Oliveira. We, I think we saw it last night. Uh, with Michael Chandler, you come out and try to hit him hard. You know, you try. He leaves himself open, and you have to take those openings. And I think, what are McGregor and Poirier, they're both power strikers. Now Poirier, I think, is his ground game is really really good uh, as well. And him and Chandler, and are him and uh, Oliveira on the ground to be really really fun. And uh, obviously, you know, with McGregor, he's a very good take down the fence and. But McGregor said himself in the past, even after the Floyd uh, bout, he was like pressure fighters are, are, uh, are something he has to deal with and something he has to get better at. And uh, you know that's exactly what Oliveira is. I think that'd be an interesting matchup. But would you so you, you would you pick Charles Oliveira to be? Both of them at this stage, or uh, no, both of them uh, to be Charles Oliveira? Yeah, I'd
1: pick both of them to pick Oliveira, but uh, he definitely has methods of victory in, in in against anybody in the division. You know, he, he it's an interesting kind of threat. You know, you were mentioning about Habib there, uh, maybe being a bit boring. I don't even know if it was that. It just kind of. Yeah people kind of want fights that they don't know who's going to win that's you know? exactly what
0: I meant like yeah I don't yeah. think is particularly boring but just the outcome was kind of the end of it
1: yeah you know when GSP was on top you're just like yeah well he's going to easily beat Nick Diaz here he's going to easily beat John Fitch here you know what I mean it's just, just not that much fun in it even though it's you know it's breaking records and all this stuff, or Demetrius Johnson even, you know, oh, Ray Borg, oh, yeah, you know, it's hard to get excited about that because you know the outcome, 99, like, unless something freakish happens. So this is like a fresh lease, le- uh, lease of life on the division. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Khabib is, is, you know, always kind of loitering there to come back as well. If somebody kind of stands out at the top of the division, you know, that's that's always in the background, which adds a bit, of even a bit more, um, you know, adds a bit more... I don't know what you'd say. Um, spice. Importance, yeah, importance and spice and mm-hmm. and everything to it. So yeah, I think um, you know, yeah, kind of, if Chandler had won as well, I probably would have, you know, done the same. But uh, I, I, I prefer the. I, I'm more interested in the matchups of Oliveira versus Poirier and Oliveira versus McGregor than I would be in the Chandler one. Although I'd love to, I'd obviously love to see uh, all of those fights.
0: Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think I'd i think pick both McGregor and Paria right now over Chandler. With Oliveira, I'm not so sure. Like, McGregor and his last showing, I'd probably pick Oliveira over him. Uh, but Paria, I think I'd probably pick Paria over Oliveira. But, like, if McGregor comes out and he knocks out Paria, like, I'd probably pick McGregor over him. <laughs> it's one of those, like, where it's, very, it's a very fluid yeah. situation. well, well like, you know? we,
1: we'll obviously be making, if... if dustin wins or if connor wins and it's n- nearly you know it's inevitable that if that the fight with charles will happen and mm-hmm. we'll have a bit more um you know information from can, has connor been able to you know close down the the hole and the holes in his game that dustin was able to exploit and mm-hmm. can dustin you know you know, either way it's 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 a really interesting matchup you know uh if Fourier wins that's a huge matchup you know that's um Parier's obviously you know been around for a long time he had the kind of no, notoriety from the first fight against Conor even though he lost it just from you know just from having all the build up and all that stuff and, and the fight itself and obviously he's had the biggest win of his career uh, in his last fight and maybe that will give him you know even more confidence you know he's Parier's kind of talked in the past that back back in on his kind of rise he just didn't really have the the confidence he was a, like Conor was able to get into his head and um kind of rile them up and, Kind of, you know, take away his focus, and yeah. you, know, you know, maybe Conor's going to try and do that again. You know, maybe he's going to try and go at him this time. I think, the, Do
0: you know what I think is very interesting as well? It's not just Poirier's focus, but McGregor's focus as well. I've had a few people ask me. I think one person asked in the Q and A a couple of weeks ago. It was like about McGregor's preparation. I think he's out in is he out in Dubai or somewhere like that. And he, I saw him training with John Mitchell and stuff. But I thought one thing was very interesting. And we're still about seven, eight weeks from the fight. So, you know, if he, he's I think he's he looks fit and he looks very well. Uh, you know, whether he you know about getting into sparring and things like that, that's uh, something that'll probably come up in the next couple of weeks. But I think he's in probably a good position to kind of start the the, the MMA camp. Um, but I think one thing that was very interesting. He put up on Instagram or, or Twitter or somewhere. Uh, I, it was on Twitter. Yeah, when he did that Q and A, he said, um, "You know, his uh, uh, D, his fiance, I think, there at the moment is uh, is due any day now." And he said that uh, once they kind of get back to normality and I suppose a week or two after that or whatever it might be, that he will be like going into isolation and he will be training by himself away from his family preparing for this fight. And I think... For a lot of McGregor fans, and I know we're, we're... Obviously, we're talking about the lightweight title picture here, so that's why we're kind of bringing this up. But I, I think a lot of people coming into the last fight and after the last fight were saying, oh, McGregor's like, he's too nice. And, he you know, as you mentioned there, maybe he won't be as nice in, in this fight and be taking the piss out of Ari and stuff like that. I think maybe the whole and, and McGregor said it himself so it's not just me saying it but he was like he was like you know being around the family being not being nasty enough maybe is is an issue in, in this game and I think that's a very interesting topic and a very interesting point coming into this fight how how much of a difference that actually makes so um, I'm looking forward to seeing where McGregor goes, what he does, and how he prepares here over the next uh, what four or five weeks uh, until we kind of get towards fight month, uh, let's say. But um, yeah, yeah, I can't
1: remember the exact quote, but years ago he said it himself about one of his opponents. You know, he's, he's got a family, he's got all this to worry about. He's not a he's not as obsessed or who I can't remember the exact quote, but it was he was basically saying about other fighters. What you're saying that like you know, and he's saying it again himself. He, he, you you kind of need to just like a mode you, you kind of need to get into if you want to perform at your at your very best and maybe you know looking after your kids and all that stuff is is great for distracting yourself but it yeah, keeping your mind off things but when it comes to getting into killer mode like i don't know if it's the best
0: i hear uh, i hear he's moving into your back bedroom and he and he's shooting those rumors no huh? <laughs> <laughs> bring him in there bring him in have him run around the streets of Dublin be, uh, be good to do uh, alright so, look as we're on the lightweight uh, picture let's talk about Benil Dariush versus Tony Ferguson um, look if people didn't see the fight uh, it's
1: disappointing the UFC putting on squash matches and coming <laughs> <laughs> events or <are> pay-per-views <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: yeah, this is actually like this is the perfect kind of biased fight for two of us because Benny Larry is like one of my favourite fighters and Tony Ferguson you've said he was rubbish for years so, like... but I don't
1: know, actually, to be honest like I remember Tony Ferguson on the ultimate fighter and I wanted him to win it and all and then yeah. I can't remember what he said he was like being a real dick about somebody's kid or something
0: yeah he called the lad a fatherless bastard didn't he
1: yeah and I was kind of like ah, oh, mate what are you doing yeah. but like, I still kind of like you know like this, this style on the ultimate fighter and stuff but I, it was just a the, the the narrative that was spread by, you know, Rogan and Bravo and the, the the hardcore Rogan Rogan experience fans or whatever, I think it was came from that, that he just became extremely uh, overrated. <laughs> you know, extremely overrated. They're talking like Jiu Jitsu is unstoppable when he doesn't even have the fundamentals. Uh, down you know uh, uh, we said it for years this stuff isn't going to work against the the top guys and you can give him matchups that he can win absolutely he went on a really good streak and he he even won some matches matchups that maybe you thought he would have lost but you know every time he's come up against somebody who's uh, anywhere near the top level he's 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 been squashed
0: Jesus, Joe Rogan and Eddie Bravo spreading bullshit. No, that, can't, that can't
1: be right. <laughs> look into it, bro. <laughs> no, that
0: can't be right. Uh,
1: but yeah, look. Like they're mates with them and all. Like, and yeah. it, like it is hard to separate it. Like you know, like we know ourselves. Like we've watched some of these Irish guys coming up, and you're you're more into, it. you're more, you know, um,
0: 100%, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, you're more invested, and you've seen so much more. Like, for example, like how many fucking hours of like. You know, Conor. Have I watched training? You know what I mean. It, it, it's hard to have the same level of um, understanding of somebody's game when you've seen so much more one guy on, on the other, and you, you, you're definitely gonna you're, you're gonna. It's hard to explain, but it, you try to separate it in your in your in your mind and think I don't need to see this as as this. But it, it's very hard to do, especially when. You know, um, Eddie Bravo and Tony seem very close. And obviously uh, Joe Rogan and Eddie have been Eddie Bravo have been best mates for fucking, I don't know how many years, decades. So, yeah, obviously they're going to hype up their guy. But I think people kind of forgot to take it with a pinch of salt because it was their. Was his his best mate? It, it happens. You know?
0: It happens in every sport, I think. To be honest, like Gary Neville says something on television, or Jamie Carragher says something on television, people just oh, kinda yeah. buy it. Sometimes like, I know? hear
1: them say it. I'm like, that's not what happened. But now I know that's going to be the narrative. I'm like, oh fuck's sake! I know that's going to be parodied on all yeah, the podcasts and uh, all the absolutely. all the people are going to think this, even though it's just completely wrong.
0: Yeah, like uh, it's a totally for but like Jamie Carragher didn't put on in his team of the year this year, and I was like, are you? Like, he was arguably the best player in the league this year with, you know, a couple more. He didn't even put him I mean, in the Who did he put year. in
1: ahead of <clears> him?
0: <throat> yeah, I think he Cante, De Bruyne, and Bruno in, in the field. But, like, Kante has played well, but only for, like, the last <laughs> few weeks since the other manager came in. Like, Gundogan's yeah. a brilliant season. But anyway, that's that's off topic. But um, I, I think, on, look, on Tony, he was... The, the problem with Tony, right, is... I think you said it there. We always knew he could beat guys until he reached a certain level. Um... And when he did reach that certain level, I think it was as he was almost on the... You know, as he was declining, let's be honest here. And it made it look even worse. Like, I think if he had... And the problem as well is, the first of those guys were who he lost, that was Justin Gaethje, who beat the living shit out of him. And then he went in against Charles Oliveira, who beat the living shit out of him as well. And then he gets in against Benil Dariush, And Benil, like, landed a few shots. But I think... If, if there's any fighter from last night that you're thinking maybe he could have upped the, the pace a little bit and gone for the finish, maybe it is Benil Dariush. But
1: he was in cruise control from, yeah, from the first minute, it. you
0: know. I think he took it a little bit easy on him. Like, he landed those two overhand lefts, and I think he hurt Tony. And you could see, like, Tony's a guy who's always, like, taken shots and kind of been rocked a little bit by him, but kind of always came back and, and come out swinging again. But I, I don't think he was here as much.
1: Yeah. I think like when you when you're on like an 8 10 fight win streak it, the momentum is with you and you have like even more confidence like these guys are very confident and believe in themselves but you're you you kind of seem to get this invincibility feeling and even if it's going badly you think oh, I just need to I just need to, this moment but I think I think Ferguson knew what was happening it was like deja vu for him you know he was like oh here we go again and yeah. he played it safe and Dariush was I think Ferguson played it safe and Darius was happy. He's like, If you wanna play it safe, I'll just completely dominate you here, no problem. I'll take this this handy victory here. Um, you know, against a very highly rated guy and catapult myself into the into the title picture with, with no risk <laughs> basically no risk to myself
0: yeah it was it, it was really an easy win a total domination for Dariush that, that, and that's the only reason yeah, why as I was expected though I was expected like I I wasn't 100% sure to be honest I picked Dariush and I thought he'd win but I wasn't 100% sure Ferguson wasn't just like ill prepared for his last fights and came up against people like really really good I, like I like Dariush I don't think he's as good a fighter as as Charles Oliveira at the moment anyway and Justin Gaethje is a different sort of fighter, but um, the way Gaethje fought against Ferguson was always going to be more devastating than Darius, did, unless Darius kind of with a big shot and knocked him out. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I look when you look at Darius, his striking is very, very good. His wrestling is fantastic, and his jiu-jitsu is one of the best in the division. It's absolutely brilliant. And, like, he's better in all those areas than Tony Ferguson. The only area it probably isn't is, is the chin. And Tony Ferguson, I, I, like, I can't really remember Tony Ferguson landing one-punching him throughout the whole fight. So when that happens, Derrush oh, yeah. is, is going to win the fight. There's there's just no two ways about it. Um, but, look, at good and, you know, we
1: saw, like, Freddie Roach and stuff in, in Tony's corner, it's, uh, you know, trying to change it up. It's going to late in the game. I don't know. Um, he seemed to be trying to use head movement at times, but he wasn't firing any shots, so... Uh, I don't know it it was just um it was a very lackluster performance from ferguson um but most of that was due to to darius just being superior everywhere basically as you said and being happy to just you know if if not panicking at all being composed if ferguson was going for some kind of strange jokes that you know that usually you wouldn't see or there's a low percentage. He just, he just waited it out. You know, he didn't let Ferguson create a scramble from it. He was just like, nah, I know, I know this isn't isn't threatening, you know, but maybe a, a guy who's not as comfortable or respects Tony's grappling skills maybe too much might have, you know, left Tony create a scramble there or something. Yeah. So I think he was patient, composed, and happy to just Dominate, torn off him as well,
0: Be safe in the fight. Yeah, he, he cracked Tony's knee, and Tony refused to uh, refused to tap. The Hardy he felt right now what he's built of. But uh, look, I, I think uh, Darius is another one who a lot of people thought might never get here. He was getting knocked out. He was getting his chin checked a lot in fights, and then he changed up and he became a better fighter. And he doesn't look as half as vulnerable as he as he once was. so I, you know, absolute respect to him for that. Um, and yeah, he's like I think he maybe slightly missed an opportunity to propel himself even further up, uh, the uh, the lightweight, uh, the lightweight chatter. But um, you know, he didn't manage to do it. He gave a weird post-fight press conference or post-fight interview as well, which I don't think really did him any favors either. So, yeah, it was low. It was a good win, and I think as well. One last point before we move on from this fight. Uh, fight. I think the. ...analysis of Tony Ferguson... has, ...as we discussed a few minutes ago... ...has been wrong for like... ...almost his whole career... ...especially his whole career... ...when he got to like the... ...on this streak and got towards the top level... ...but I think it kind of continues to be wrong... ...because I I said it there... ...I think he's passed his prime a little bit... ...but it's also due to the matchmaking he gets... ...and now people are saying... Like, oh, it's just because he's it's not the same Tony. Like, Ben Askren as well, when he came to the UFC. Oh, it's not the same Ben Askren, you know, even though he fought a guy who was like older than him and out for the, the same amount of time. It's, it's a, like a very
1: that. similar, it's a slightly older, very, yeah, similar, very similar thing. <laughs> like, it's not as if like this happened out of nowhere. Like, me and you have literally been talking to like, yeah. me and Niall McGrath were arguing about this fucking 10 years ago <laughs> or yeah. whatever it was.
0: Yeah, well, five years ago, maybe. But yeah, you I, know what I mean? Like, this has been a long it, thing. Yeah, like, you know, it really has. Like, yeah it really has the, the, uh, like the, if your analysis was he was the best in the world and now he's past his prime and he's only losing fights because he's past his prime I think both those pieces of analysis are wrong I think he was a very good fighter who was never the best now he kind of got shown up against that and now he is passing his prime and like there, there's been a drop down in the level of you know, competition, say, from Gaethje to Oliver, well, you know, obviously not now, but what we thought at the time to Dariush again, uh, and he has, he's gotten worse in each one of those fights, so, yeah, look, it's it's unfortunate, and Tony, Tony was a very good fighter, you know, he was a top five, top, 4-3 fighter in the UFC for a long, long time, um, but he was never the best, never. So the rest of the card here, we'll run through it pretty quickly, it was, it was a, I thought it was a, a pretty good card, but um, Rodrigo Banterín missed weight for a weight class above where he was at, but it was at relatively short notice. Uh, and he beat your boy, Matt Schnell, Graham, um, thirty twenty seven all around. Oh no, there was one 29, I think it was the third round was kind of close in that one. Uh, but Bonterin just basically landed the more powerful, more impactful shots throughout it. Uh, and we were in Texas as well. So there were a few odd cards in this because they have judges, 30, 27 who, the
1: wrong way.
0: Yeah. They have judges and that look, that can happen sometimes, but in this, you know, in certain cases, no, here,
1: this wasn't, yeah, this yeah, wasn't
0: one of those cases. No. Um, well there were the 3027s right in this fight, but the Caitlin Chukagan fight, she got a thirty twenty seven uh, and I don't think it was. I, I think this was twenty nine, twenty eight. Either way, I think Arujia can be a little bit disappointed here. I uh, look. I thought you Kagan won the fight. Uh, I don't want to go. Uh, it should have been a split. But like, you know, it's it's one of those where it could have been a split. You know. uh
1: here we go. Yeah. You go mad if fucking your boy DC said that. I know that It makes was. no fucking sense. I
0: know it makes no sense. But you you know what I mean, though. It was one of those fights where it was twenty nine, twenty eight. Either way, there was. I think the. Uh, the first round was the close round. Arujo won the like second it round. It depends
1: what you like, or it depends what you think is scoring a little bit more than the other. I, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's that. I just it depends on what you see and what, um, you know, what. In a, look, in round, like, the first round... Well, right? you
1: put more weight behind... The, you know?
0: I I, yeah, but it's not necessarily, wh- like, people say, oh, is it, oh, yeah, you put more weight behind the volume over the power. No, it's not that. If there's power there, you the power wins. That's written in the criteria. But in this first round, I don't think... Like, Aruja seemed to be the most powerful fighter, and she's fighting Kagan who is the volume fighter. And I hate that fucking word, but... She, I don't think Arujo landed enough volume or enough power in the first round to overtake the volume of Chukagan. I don't I think she really landed any big vertical shot. And actually, I think, I think the judges actually went the other way. I think they gave it to Arujo, and then they gave the second to Chukagan, if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know. Anyway, look, they got the right decision in the end. I thought Chukagan won it, but uh, welcome to Texas here. Um, Edson Barbosa, then against Shane Burgos. It was funny we talked on the uh on the betting show about. Barboza throwing the low leg kicks And the calf kicks And he fucking certainly did that You know he, we're used to seeing Barboza Throwing those higher kicks And those uh, You know almost patented mm, uh, Original OG leg kicks I suppose you call them But he was throwing the lower ones here Through some beautiful Spinning back kicks to the body Reddened up Burgos um, was landing some lovely left hooks. I, I like, I thought to me the commentary was worse than this fight because they kept saying like, "Oh, Burgos is coming back," and look, he's land. They were calling the Burgos shots, and they were not calling Barboza beating the absolute fucking shit out of him. Uh, I thought for most of the fight. Uh, and then he was able to uh, He was able to get the finish um, Late in the fight as well It was one of those You know Charles Oliveira Cub Swanson fights Where he hit him And he fucking stayed hit Because he was like Right I'm going to keep going I'm going to keep going And then his legs just failed him He, he fell backwards It was
1: He's like I'm uh, going to no sell this Oh no I'm not I'm going there <laughs>
0: Like, oh, wait, no, no, yeah. <laughs> this is gone. He just, he just slipped away into, into the, the netherworld. Uh, but I thought it was a great performance from Barboza. Sometimes I build up these lads and say, like, oh, when they go down to 145, uh, he's a year into it now. He's going to be a little bit more powerful. He's going to be a little bit better. Going to be able to go three rounds. And it turned out to all be right, that analysis in this fight. So um, I was happy with my analysis of this one. A very, very good performance from Barboza. Like, I think Barboza, no matter what sort of fight, he gets into it's always fun you know he, he will either go in and take a fucking beating or he will give out one and it's always fun and always powerful and nasty with Edson Barbosa I love a bit of Barbosa like I really do I think he's one of those fighters if Edson Barboza's fighting I'm fucking watching you know and there aren't as many of those fighters in the world today as there once was but uh he certainly is one of them so big respect to uh to my boy Edson Junior Barbosa um the Prelims, then Jacques Souza unfortunately for him got his fucking arms snapped, absolutely nasty. Yeah, it looked old fuck, like, God, he, he
1: looked old up until that point. I think maybe I'm wrong here, and Jiu Jitsu people might say I'm wrong. I think it was a little bit unfortunate the way it happened for Jacare. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, um, you know, just kind of arm bars from everywhere uh, if you can just get the arm hyper extended, but uh, it it seemed like he was about to get out and it seemed like maybe you know um a non traditional a non traditional i don't know how much of it was his hand that kind of accidentally got stuck there or how much um you know it was it was down to his opponent you know it's hard to know like as a not, not just you Aljamain
0: Al- sterling sterling actually tweeted about it funny enough and he said the, what i'm kind of paraphrasing him here but he said he thinks because Jacare is kind of so experienced, he kind of and, and so like uh confident in his jujitsu. He took a bit of an easy, easier step and just decided to like straighten out his arm to get straight back up. And it was caught underneath him, so he basically gave him it, did, the it, it did it
1: get caught or did the guy catch it? That's what I'm kind of unsure about. I, I you think know, it got
0: caught, but that, yeah, I think yeah. so too.
1: But I'm, I, I, like I don't want to take credit away from him. Maybe it was you know, no, if Jacques had, just, had he done it, we probably would have said, you know, it would have oh. said, uh, oh, it's absolutely brilliant, you know, and it was. Really, he did brilliant. Like you know, he went into Jacare's game and was comfortable there and finished him there. Um, Jacare did look kind of past it though. Um, yeah. The game just evolved beyond him, and he's gotten old and slow. And I, yeah,
0: it's at it's, like, one stage, Jacare was just like a better athlete than a lot of these guys and way more skilled. And it feels like now the kind of the jiu is cut up with his level, and he's not as athletic as the other guys as well. Like Moon, Moon has looked bigger and stronger in him in all areas. Yeah, it was it was a tough one. Like I thought, Jackeret did okay, and he stayed in there, and he threw some good strikes, but. Yeah, he just, he's not the guy he once was. And, uh, you know, Munez is a good fighter. He's another one, I think, did he come from the Contender Series? But there seems, he, it's very hard to keep track of all these guys uh, lately. But, uh, you know, that will give him some, uh, some notoriety. And hopefully they, they match him well going forward. But uh, hopefully Jacare... Um, I, I don't know actually what was at the elbow that snapped was it, it seemed to be the elbow that kind of snapped out a giant rodder than oh, the arm itself gross. so it was it was very very nasty you took a well, way. Jack Ray anyway <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very fucking well no, uh, no. Uh, yeah I'm amazed he didn't stick it into his pants and keep fighting you know but I love the way as well Moon is was like um, oh uh, I let it go and just because uh, you know I want Jack Ray to survive for another day I was like you let it go what do you mean you let it go you fucking snapped it you could hear the snap and then the ref stopped <laughs> yeah. it and, yeah <laughs> it's like yeah, what did you want oh I let They're it go
1: after the refs were sort of pull you off, Paul, yeah. Paul Harris. I, like, I,
0: didn't, I didn't break his arm off, sever it through the skin, and bring it home. Thank you, Andre. Fair play. Like, like,
1: if Paul Harris said that, you'd be like, oh, you must have a lot of respect for Jack Ray. But, like,
0: yeah, I let it go. Like, are you serious? One of the loudest fucking snaps we've ever heard in the history of MMA. I let it go. Oh, yeah, fair play to you, Andre. But, uh, yeah. Um, well, a great win for him, and you know, it was a big bit,
1: step yeah. up, even even against the guy who's maybe a lot passes his best, and yeah. he looked good up until the point that it, that it, you know, he won as well. So you know, fair play to him. Uh, but yeah, Jacare, it's it's uh, it's not a it's 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 not. Um, yeah, you know, he's not he's not able to he's not able to do it anymore at uh, at the top level, and even you know now below the top level. So ugh, if 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 this was any other sport the guy should probably retire <laughs> uh,
0: get, get him in there against uh, luke rockhold maybe that's that's uh, that's a fight to make um anyway andrea lee also and antonina Shyshenko. like i antonina shashenko is now one of these fighters whether you don't know whether she's going to come out and be a world beater are absolutely rubbish like she is officially that her last two fights she came out against Lipsky was fucking ncaa and her around the cage looked absolutely brilliant and then she came out here against Cindrely and just got fucking destroyed so I I'm never betting on her again she's like the I don't know is she just... I, I always amazed me with Andrea Lee. How big she looks in these fights. I don't know why. But uh, she just looked bigger, stronger. She's a very good athlete as well, Andrea Lee. And uh, it was a good win for her. And she got a good uh, good finish as well. But I think from the early going... I think she was always going to get the finish. And, and she did it well. Um, Jordan Wright came out as well. And went straight at Jamie Pickett. And finished him brilliantly. With some big, big shots through the McGregor elbows. Um, and uh, and did very well. And nearby Lando Venata got the split decision... Over Mike Grundy, I didn't. I didn't think this one was a split decision. Well,
1: ra- won every round, you know. Yeah. There was a couple of close rounds, close enough, but. Oh, I don't
0: know <laughs> Texas Indeed indeed But he looked good He looked back to his best He was stopping Mike Grundy's takedowns He was landing some nice shots And he was exciting again So that's what you want to see From Lando So uh, very good stuff And down at Featherweight as well So very very good uh, Priscilla Cachoeira Beat Gina Mazzani Gina Mazzani had James Galler in her corner uh, And she had a good first round But then she wilted And got very tired In the second round And Cachoeira uh, Managed to get the finish I, I thought it was a bad stand up From Mike Beltran in this And I I encourage more stand ups I think there's should be more but i think this one was too yeah, soon no, yeah. i and don't like them unless, unless it's it.
1: clear that you know the guy is basically just stalling on purpose you know i think you should have to get up you should you know what i mean you should have to work your way out of there but i definitely didn't agree with i don't i don't like many stand-ups
0: yeah and i, I thought it was a late stoppage too like manzani she, she kind of
1: called it off herself did yeah, she think?
0: but didn't he let her take like six or seven more shots i, I don't like that you know i, I think mike beltran He's improved an awful lot, but I still don't think he's the operational of referees. I really don't. I, I maybe he'll continue to improve and get better, but I don't know. I think it's just because he we know he's very recognizable, and we you know we we just automatically go, oh he's one of the top referees. But I don't know. I'm still a little bit skeptical on him. I, I, do you know one thing as well? Recently, I, I think there's a lot of um a lot of these lads trying to become like celebrity referees, and I do not like that thing at all. It's happening a lot recently, and I. I don't like it. If you're a referee, you're like your job is to be in there looking at, and looking not at be John
1: McCarthy and looking looking for a job at the other end, yeah. <laughs> making himself a character. Uh,
0: I, I, yeah, I don't. Know. I'm not know. a, I'm not a fan of that at all. And I think those referees, like, fair enough. If you want to move in, you want you don't want to do me there. You want to do a podcast like us or whatever. Absolutely, give up the referee and do it. No problem. But when you are a referee and when you are you know an official, I think your job is to be. Uh, not giving your opinion. Like your job is to be, you know, the the X's and O's, the the letter of the law, the doing the right thing at the right time. You know, and it's I think when you. Uh, you know, when like, like imagine if one of us was to become a, a referee or a judge. Well, we couldn't fucking do it because we spent the last three hundred twelve episodes talking shit about fighters and giving our opinion on them. And I've tweeted fucking seven hundred and fifty thousand times and given my opinion on everyone. And I just couldn't do it, and I think that's an issue with some of the some of these referees lately. And I do not like it at all. So yeah, I just i to give my opinion on that. Uh, bring to, back in
1: uh, <laughs> Winslow. Hashtag. 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 Hashtag Free Josh
0: Rosenblum yeah, He actually is back And he? he was refereeing lately.
1: I think he's only uh, I think they said He's only allowed In a, a couple of states Or something Because he's convicted
0: him Convicted fight Convicted he's Convicted 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 Uh Tucker Lutz First uh, beat uh, Kevin Aguilar He won the, the first two rounds I think it was In that one And in uh, Very very good fight To open up the card uh, Christos Jaggios Or whatever you How you pronounce it Beach Chance with a bravo yeah. joke, it says here.
1: Sean Zariano actually looked, looked like brilliant. a lot better than, sure, I, Sean, yeah. than I remember him. You know, uh, sometimes a little stint outside. Uh, you know, sometimes it can be the end for outside. Sorry, outside the UFC can be the end for some some people. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, he's went he went. He, went to, he lost in the, to Rose and the UFC. Was caught, had a victory and then lost two. And you're thinking maybe you know this is he might not be getting back to the UFC. But he's he's gone on. You know, he, he lost one since then, but he's gone on five and one since then. Made his way back to the UFC, and he looks a different. You know, his, his crisp striking. He looks a different fighter. He looked like he was he was going to cause a lot of problems, but. In the end, obviously, he got uh, Darsh choked in the, in the second round, but uh, he definitely put up a much better fight than I expected.
0: Mm-hmm, 100%. Uh, all right, let's move on. I, th- I think next week, uh, we- we'll talk about the UFC card in a second, but I think there's a, a very big week for women's MMA coming up next week. Uh, Invicta returns. Uh, uh, Karina Rodriguez and Diana Tarquato are in the main event of that for a £125 title. Um, and they have some a lot of good up-and-comers as well on that, and the, the £105 atomweight title is on... On the line as well on that card. So I'm looking forward to seeing Invicta back. You know, myself and Ian have talked about it in the Chasing Pack three or four times already, and we'll continue to cover Invicta over there. I believe they're going to be on YouTube around here, but they're on Access TV, and we'll we let you know exactly where they are. But uh, the initial. Uh, um, the initial uh, press release said that they're going to be online anyway in uh, in Ireland and around the world. So I'm looking forward to seeing Evicta back and I'm looking forward to seeing how they look kind of not connected uh, to the UFC and, uh, you know, getting two title fights back. And they've always done a, a great job. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And also on Bellator, uh, bellator two five nine. Uh, With the main event, Chris Cyborg versus um, uh, Leslie Smith in the rematch.
1: The rematch, as the press release is. Yeah, the
0: Highland (laughs) is a rematch. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, Which we'll get to in a second. Um, Also on the card, Valerie Reda against Hannah Guy. But the one we want to focus on here for a second uh, is Ireland's own Liam McCourt against uh, Janae Harding. Uh, And I think this is a very interesting matchup i think both of them are in the the Bellator rankings i think um uh, six and seven or five and six something like that right right up there and towards the middle of those top 10 rankings um watching Janae Janae harding's fight obviously she fought um shanae shanae Cavanagh. shanae kavanagh got <laughs> yeah, cut in that got fight was yeah. winning before her. but I, like, I think what Janae is good at if you haven't seen her, obviously a lot of people know leah but Janae is a very kind of Long fighter, and she's tough. I don't think she's like the particularly the the fastest in the world and I think if Leah can kind of play into that we know what Leah's background is she has the judo she's very good on the ground good top game Her look her striking is maybe not the best in the world at the moment but she will obviously be improving that working with uh, with Owen Roddy who's you know Conor McGregor's striking coach and on and being a very uh, good fighter down through the year so she will be improving on that but I think you know it's probably straightforward enough here if she can get inside Janae Harding try to take her to the ground and get on top from an Irish MMA perspective uh, I think that's the way to go for Leah. But I think it's a very evenly matched fight I think they're both big and strong And and uh, it, it'll be a, a good battle And obviously the whoever wins it will be moving on And could be you know, maybe one fight away from fighting for a title I know Sinead Kavanagh will probably have dibs on, on next After the main event um, uh, On uh, next next week But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Leah back you, I know you've known Leah for a long time Obviously covering her in the Irish MMA scene But it's good to see her getting a big fight like this And I, I think she's second <laughs> fight in the card but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because the the Irish people will be able to watch it. You know, I'll be on yeah, there I was well. going to say
1: that. I, t- I thought she'd be kind of more up the card because she's kind of become you know a bit of a recognizable face and and
0: yeah.
1: on the broadcast and stuff like that. So I, I was a little bit surprised with that. And you know, um, Harding is six and four, but she's she's shown in the in the Sinead fight that she can hang. I think like you know Sinead was winning that fight and maybe could have continued, but you know, it's on the record. It's there. It's it's, it's a good win. Uh, but I think you know Leah. Maybe in her in her debut, she she was she's still a bit green. But in her debut, she kind of um, I think it was in cage where she she lost, uh, got TKO. And I think you know her her second fight was a very close decision, and maybe it was you know uh, one of these where you have a very tough start to your career, and it could and you can go either way. And she's done really well to to bounce back and you know win four in a row against some decent decent opponents you know for somebody starting their career i think this is a good natural next step against somebody a little bit more experienced but kind of up and down career and um i expect Leah to go in and get the job done but i think it will be a it'll be a hard for hard fought fight and i think it's a it's good matchmaking by bellator
0: yeah, I think it really is as well. I, I think the, the biggest issue here is if Leah gets to win and she is not far away from the title. I think, like, as you said there, she's still relatively green. Only five fights in. Like, And if at the top of that division you have Chris Cyborg, I, I like I think Sinead Cavanaugh is in a better position in terms of uh, the experience level in her careers to, to, to get that fight right now. And I think she's ready for the fight. I'd like to see Leah get maybe another five fights before she gets there, but I don't think that's... Um, that's something that's going to happen in Bellator just because of the uh, the amount of people they have in that division. But yeah, this is a you know this is a very interesting fight, and obviously as, as you said, like I would hope Bellator are doing this because they want it on a little bit earlier so people in the UK and Ireland can watch Leah fight, and if they just have her like down the card because they think that's the right placement from, I think that is ludicrous to be honest because of the way they have pushed her and because of the way she's pushed herself. I don't think anyone in Irish MMA outside of Conor McGregor has done as well. As Leah McCourt of, of putting herself in those positions or taking, you know, she's you know taking those opportunities. She's been with um, you know BBC and she's worked. Um, she's been on TV above and above in the north and she's worked with BT Sport and worked you know work, worked with everyone. She's done a really really good. Our Channel Five I think it was done a really really great job. Um, and if those improvements keep coming inside the cage as well, and you know, there's, uh, I think Leah probably admit herself, there's a lot of improvements going, she's still very young in her career, anyone from five fights into her career, there is a lot of improvements to come, uh, and if they do come, you know, uh, Bellator could have a, could have a star on, on their, uh, on their hands, but, um, big fight, big, big fight, this is a, you know, a par- outside of her first fight where she got a very tough matchup in her, uh, uh, Ian Dean didn't do, <laughs> do her any favors there but this is uh, the, the biggest step up since, um, so if she can get through this and look, even if she doesn't, I, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think we need to, to panic or anything like that Just, uh, lots of time for Leah to improve and, and to become uh, the fighter that uh, she can become in the future, so I'm looking forward to seeing that, is, Also, one of my favourite fighters is on this card as well, Alfie Davis it looks like he's opening up the card and I think he's a really, really good fighter um, he's fighting Alexander uh, Shalibi uh, on this, uh, as I mentioned Earlier, Van- Valerie Lareda is on the card as well. Uh, Grant Neal versus Tyree Fortune, Saeed Awad, a Bellator uh, staple, is back uh, as well. Austin Vanderfort versus Fabian Edwards on this card. I love. Have you
1: that. seen much of Vanderfort?
0: Yeah, he's he's good. He throws big shots. He leaves himself open. I think he's a very very good wrestler very good cardio very tough on top you know they both have 10 fights um fabian edwards 9 and 1 austin van 10 and 0 i think my personally right i it I was funny i don't know why but i i saw a tweet of mine the other day and saw fabian edwards is one of the best fighters in the world at finding a way to win and I, th- I feel like that hasn't been there in these last couple of fights. But if he can get that back, if he can become the fighter or not, that you kind of fell in love with, with getting arm bars, getting these big fucking kicks to the body, knocking lads out, I think he'll win this fight. And I think if Austin Vandervoort pushes forward and draws that out of him, I think it might benefit Fabian. Do you, do you think to-
1: getting away from like the kind of stylish stuff and the kind of <laughs> trying, to, trying to be too patient and yes. too he just needs to let it go uh, you know i think i think he got into a rhythm of like he could just get it done whenever he wanted to get it done uh, as he was coming up and he kind of started kind of relying on that mm-hmm. and obviously you know uh there was a controversial um split decision with shipman where a lot of people thought shipman won and uh obviously his, his last fight against uh van steenis he he lost uh, on the scorecard so uh Maybe that's to kick up the arse he needed. Sometimes, like a guy gets a decision that maybe a lot of people didn't think he get, and he kind of nearly, you know, takes the victory as a as a loss and kind of learns from that. It it seems like he didn't,
0: yeah.
1: didn't um, learn from that. But you know, hopefully we like he, hopefully he learns from it. Like he's 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 got a very high ceiling. But you know, you gotta start making that happen. He, you know, he's he's ten fights in now. It's not, he's not a uh, you know he's had more than ten amateur fights. He's had or ten amateur fights, ten pro fights. So uh, it's very interesting to see kind of what approach he takes to this fight.
0: I would 100% agree I think I think he needs to let it go you know I think he really does but I think Vanderford might bring bring that out of him uh, it's a very interesting fight and it's funny like Castella Vancinas was due to be on this card if I'm not mistaken let me just scroll down here in topology uh, or maybe not maybe it was last week's card on like a lower down position than this but Fabian Edwards I don't know why like I thought Castello Vancinas won that fight fair and square but they seem to be pushing uh, Fabian I think they're paying him a good bit of money as well so you know I, and still I, I, even though he lost I think it's still good matchmaking and uh you know in that uh 185 pound division whoever wins this could be push- pushing towards the title so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it um your boy darian caldwell as well as on this uh card against uh, leandro higo at 135 pounds maybe we could see the winner of that fighting uh, fighting yeah. james gallagher you know or something like that so there, Brian yeah. yeah
1: you know caldwell just he's a great wrestler he just the submission he, he seems to get himself into submissions yeah. um you know this guy is a jujitsu guy he's coming off submission wins uh a submission win over Bandeas. you know maybe Bandeas isn't isn't the best on the ground but uh he went through him quite easy on the ground and before that he he had a guillotine uh, choke against Sean Bunch you know this is a this is a rematch um Caldwell got the got the the guillotine over him that the last time but uh, I think you know Caldwell should get it done but I'm I'm uh, I'm not as high on him as I, as I used to be I think you know he's had time to kind of close these these holes in his game and he hasn't really done it um maybe maybe he still will like you know but uh, I don't know I don't think maybe Caldwell's going to r- realize his potential but you know uh, uh, he, he, you know Adam or uh, not Adam AJ McKee <laughs> Adam McKee AJ McKee and um, uh, you know losing to him with, with that modified kind of crank uh, from the guard yeah you know it's not really any shame in that but I just think maybe you know he, he's always going to have this problem in his career and he's never going to kind of be the fighter that maybe I, I thought he was going to be when, we, when he first kind of emerged as a, as a prospect
0: yeah look I think he's a good fighter and uh, yeah, hes I, I would tend to agree with that um, and Higo might be the guy to kind of bring that out of him but like I think I think it will be a good fight and a good comment event anyway Chris Seibert getting against Leslie Smith look I all think we, we, we all know how this is going to go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you know this is already even before it happened you know, Jacare versus Camozzi too, kind of we Look, Leslie's just way oversized here, fighting at 145 pounds. She's probably more of a 125-pounder. Um, you know, Chris Cyberg is probably just going to come out and knock her out in, in the first or second round. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know... That, that's going to happen I think with a lot of Chris Cyborg's <laughs> yeah. fights in, in the next while I don't think there is much competition for her in Bellator until you know maybe Aaliyah or Janae Harding or something improves an awful lot I think Sinead the fight that fight would be the best though because Sinead is very very good with her hands and good defensively as well and, you know everyone probably picks Cyborg to win the fight but I think there will be more jeopardy in that fight than any of the other ones so hopefully that is the fight that happens after this but uh, look it's, it's always good to see Cyborg back anyway um Right before we go, the the um, UFC card for next week is actually a pretty good one. Main event: Rob Font versus Cody Garbrandt. Jack Romanson versus Edmund Shabazian. Uh, yeah, uh, Jean Anjyan against Carlos Sparza which could be a number one contender fight at 115 pounds. Um, ben Rotwell is on the card. Oh, uh, Chris Bennett is on. Uh, Chris Barnett even is on this as well. If you don't know him, he's. Uh, <laughs> he kind of is a bit a bit of a meme going around the beast boy he's like the huggy bear lad he who has been really really good for the last couple of years and getting some uh getting some good wins out and uh out and fucking road fc and places like that so it'll be very very fun to see uh to see that fight uh going down and uh you know there's some yancy Medeiros is on undercard as well he's always value for money court mcgee uh, on the undercard here as well so wh- what do you think of um, first of all Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazi? and obviously Edmund trying to bounce back here from the first loss of his career and Hermanson as well uh, a very good fighter I-, I would just about pick Hermanson here based on like Edmund kind of getting found out a little bit in his yeah. last fight but if he's at his best it could be a fun fight
1: you know maybe it was a bit of a bad day at the office but, uh, uh, against Brunson but uh, I, I don't I don't know I wouldn't have much confidence like, this is a hard fight to pick, but I uh, like I wouldn't be able to pick either guy with much confidence. You know, Hermanson's definitely, you know, uh, a good fighter. He has some very good wins, like, you know, uh, Dave Branch, uh, Jack Ray, Gastelum. But yeah, I, I, I'd probably pick him to win a, de- a decision here, like, uh, based on Edmund's last fight. But if Edmund came out and looked like, uh, kind of... The prospect he looked before, then you know, he's he he, he he's uh he's the pick. But I, I think we kind of a lot of people kind of maybe got a bit carried away where yeah. sometimes like when with nice matchups, and you, you obviously always say you want to see a guy kind of challenged and see how they react. And he didn't really react very well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'd uh, pick Romanson as well here, and I think I'll pick uh Yan as well to be Carla Sparza Although Carla's you know a bit of an Indian summer in her career, there she's done a, a great job on her last few fights as well so if she can get the fight to the ground uh, you know and, and keep Yan there i think she could have a chance but i think Yan is just i think she's a well-rounded fighter she's good in the feet and i think uh, if she can land a few shots in carolina she'll win the decision here uh, and the main event I, I find this main event a little bit hard to uh, to pick to be honest I, I look i think we know what cody Garbrand is he is a very very good striker very technical striker uh, but his chin can be sp- suspect at times. Marlon Morris was a victim of uh, of Rob Font's big punches in his last fight. So you?
1: yeah, like you know, Rob Font, like he's beaten Sergio Pettis, Ricky Simon, and Morris in his last three. Yeah. You know, I know his his, his last loss was to Asensio, and uh, and uh, Cody Garbrandt, obviously in his last fight, put away uh, Asensio with a nice right hook. But mm-hmm. before that win against Asensio, who in my opinion looked a bit past it and maybe. Left behind uh, in terms of the game developing around him. and um, before that, you know, his last win is over Dominic Cruz nearly five years ago. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot of questions around Garbrandt still. Uh, obviously, it was a very important win uh, against Asensio and a vital win. But Rob Font has really kind of he's on the kind of form of his career. So I probably lean towards Rob Font. But like Garbrandt, if he can rediscover that old form, like he's not he's not like you know. He's not that old, you know what I mean? He's yeah. been around a long time. Maybe you could think he's like in mid-30s or something, but he's not even 30 yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, like I wouldn't be that surprised if, if if Garbrandt can get it done, but I think Font is my picker.
0: Yeah, and uh, um, Connie moved to Mark Henry's gym a couple before his last fight, I think, maybe. and um... <laughs> so,
1: you're, so you're picking Garbrandt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Font, you mean. But uh, I don't know. I thought it was a bad move. But maybe you know, but what happened in his last fight? Maybe it's a good move. I, I'm going to pick Cody, to be honest. Um, but uh, with no great confidence at all. But I I do think it'll be a good fight. I think both of them are fun. And Cody, like Cody, sometimes he tries to come out and be all technical and all, but usually Lance just him himself. Yeah. He absolutely can't help himself. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward I to.
1: Chris, I think it was such an important fight. Like you know, it was the title and yeah. all that. He managed to like. I think he trained or he'd um, imitated Dominic Cruz for training yeah. for other, and he was, he, he so just kind of, he yeah. had the muscle memory, yeah, yeah. but otherwise, and throughout his career, <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he gets involved in the, in the gunslinging.
0: I think the, the thing as well with that Cruz fight is, Cruz is not a guy who kind of wants to draw him into, like, a a, a, a fight where he's going to test his chin and try to knock him out, which I think most people are, since that, Cruz kind of wants the, the decision with him. Which kind of is plays into Garbrand's hands a little bit, I think, because then he can become the fighter who's kind of looking for the finish and and can land the the, the bigger, heavier shots. But uh, however, I, I look, I think this will be a fun fun fight, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, Drinking with the boys, <laughs> hanging with the boys, hanging <laughs> with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> also, he's, he fucking attacked Conor McGregor in the middle of the tough gym as well. So you know, he's a he's a head guest, God, he is. But you are Jesus. you have to. Uh, He he was
1: defending his his mate who turned out to be uh, (laughs) Yeah, not his man Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. in Uh, fairness to him He was was trying to be noble
0: (laughs) (laughs) What did your man say then afterwards? He's like, uh, I'll make you wet your underwears Or something, what did he say?
1: Um, Oh, I can't remember Oh god Something about your your underpants Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I can't remember (laughs)
0: fucking tough is coming back I'll take uh, your underwear or something uh, <laughs> well, you
1: talk there I'll try and, try and find the quote
0: what, what a show though what an absolute what an absolutely fantastic show tough was at times terrible for like the last 20 seasons apart from like one but uh it's coming back soon actually um
1: Oh, take care of your underwear. Of your underwear. I didn't I'm gonna
0: break break up fuck up you, man. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> oh what God! What a, what a man! Uh, all right, we leave it there. <laughs> what a way, what a way to end it. Um, also, as well, actually, do you remember the best
1: part? Everybody was like, "What?" <laughs> it kind of like broke the whole tangent. Like, yeah, everybody was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait um,
0: a second. What? While you're preparing for next week's card, as well, get your uh, picks in over at Five uh, Five Picks. The app. Download the app on iOS and Android. Go to FivePicks.com. Get the app there. Uh, if you fancy Garbrandt pick him to win I, I fancy Garbrandt knockouts so pick that uh, or uh, you know pick the whole card we go with the, the UFC main cards and I think we have another two or three weeks in this year and we're going to we'll be crowning a winner of the Fight Picks app then uh, at the end of uh, of May so get your picks in don't forget your a week like Graham did a couple of weeks ago <laughs> stay right up yeah, towards the I'll top stay. So, um, you can create your own leagues as well and you can sign up to their premium uh, if you want to as well and some there's some great stats there I'd really uh, encourage people to download the app they and, haven't been uh, on it recently
1: it. I think the last update yeah, really changed the, the, update. the layout the design much easier to use and definitely a big
0: improvement yeah 100% 100% uh, all right we we'll leave it at that thanks everybody for listening and all that's left to do is give the inspirational quote of the week there is no wealth but life we'll see you next Tuesday I'll probably send.